0: Greetings friends, it's your old pal Kevin here. Just so you know, the episode you're about to watch is a live show. It was our first ever live show, took place as part of the London Podcast Festival in the lovely King's Place Theatre, Part of a whole day of wrestling podcast events so um it's probably a little bit unlike any other episode you've ever listened to because there's other people in the room and neither joe nor i are in our pajamas as such as being a live show i've edited out one or two things there were some videos that were played for the audience in effect there are also some images that were shown on screen to illustrate some points that we were making at one point i think i went over to hug a still image of mantar i think having listened back it's all pretty much self-explanatory but 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 if you weren't at the live show and there's any bits that are a bit confusing, just send off in the comments below and I'll hopefully enlighten you. I just want to take this point to thank Zoe and everyone who helped organize the London Podcast Festival's Wrestling Day. Thank you to everyone who came out. It was so nice to meet all of you and it was so amazing to have such a big, enthusiastic crowd for our first ever live show. And thank you to all of our listeners who continue to support us, and goodness knows, maybe we'll even do some new live shows in the future in other places other than London. if you want to support this podcast and help us keep going from strength to strength help fund some possible other live shows in the future check out our patreon page patreon.com forward slash how wrestling do you know that a five dollar backing will get you access to over 30 bonus episodes it's true good value for money check them out they're all available now for a five dollar backing thanks to everyone for supporting us and enjoy this how Too silly Beautiful signs, oh my goodness, I'm already seeing signs. My goodness, you're all here, that's absolutely fabulous. Um, This is the first ever live podcast that I or anyone I'm associated with podcasting with has ever done. So firstly, thank you guys for coming out and supporting Wrestling Podcasts today. (laughs) Seriously awesome. We demand to be taken seriously. Um, So today we're doing a live episode of How To Wrestling. This will be recorded and it will be going out. Just as a result of that, can you make sure all of your phones are as loud as possible? (laughs) Or turn them off, whichever. Just turn them off, please. You'll save yourself an embarrassment because I will edit in uh, a naming and shaming into the episode (laughs) if that does happen. Um, So me up here is pretty much no good. How To Wrestling is about one thing and it's about teaching. My incredible partner, my cohort, my comrade, my best friend, Joe Graham. Welcome to the stage, Joe! (laughs)
1: Wow. Kevin. Yeah. Who are all these people in our living room?
0: Um, oh, this is actually, we're doing a live show to, today, honey. We're doing a live show, so oh. these people have all come in. You've got a microphone, so maybe oh, I'm just... I'm so
1: sorry. Um, who are all these people in our living room?
0: <laughs> uh, well, we've decided to refer to them as a how-to universe uh, because branding is very, very strong here uh, in the wrestling podcast world, hence our pink cushions and our pink mugs. So hopefully all of you are wearing at least one pink item of clothing today. So uh, what we're going to be talking about today is... Officially, the best thing about wrestling that there is, the silly stuff, the ridiculously silly parts of wrestling. Today, I've described that if wrestling is a roast chicken, today is the crispy skin that Joe gets to enjoy.
1: (laughs) And I do enjoy crispy skin. It is,
0: it's true. Every time I make a roast chicken, uh, I give Joe the skin. Uh,
1: he also watches me eat it.
0: Because I'm a modern man, yeah? So, <laughs> gentlemen in the audience, up your game, yeah? <laughs> Joe, um, I just wanted to know if you could uh, maybe tell us what are some of the, the highlights or benefits of being a fan of wrestling?
1: Being a fan of wrestling, well, what can I say? Obviously, everyone hates wrestling, especially in this room. <laughs> no wrestling fans here. Um, wrestling's great. It's fun, isn't it? It's a good, fun laugh. There's, uh, you've got fantastic music, mostly. <laughs> Some not so good music. Yeah. You've got passion, I think. Yeah. Wrestling is such a passionate thing. The fans are so passionate, the we wrestlers are so passionate. We went
0: to so Pro Wrestling Eve last night. There was a lot of yes. passion on display there. Any Eve yes. fans? So if, if you've good. not been, that's your homework tonight. Go check it out. Yeah, yeah.
1: seriously. You've got hunks. Oh. Can't, can't ignore the hunks. That's true. Uh, flip-de-doos. You've Yay! got athletes. Yeah. Um, I was
0: wondering if, in terms today, we're talking about silly stuff in wrestling, and you frequently told me that you've seen a lot of silly things, silly people in wrestling. Have you got like a hit list of some of the silliest people or silliest things in wrestling you've seen so far on your journey?
1: I mean, The Undertaker is pretty silly when what? you think about it.
0: What? A zombie cowboy Undertaker? <laughs> silly?
1: So he rides a motorbike, and he's a zombie, and he's died like how many times? He's
0: he's a renaissance man, honey. He's a, he's a, he's a man of many talents. So.
1: And he's a cowboy. Yep. I'm and sure there ain't more. no
0: grave that can hold him down, as well. I've heard. So, there you go. Yeah.
1: He's very weird as the Undertaker. It's true, yeah. Um, Randy Orton.
0: <laughs> this is great, right?
1: Because. You've become obsessed with Mandy recently. I am obsessed. Every time I do anything around the house, now I have to go.
0: And uh, I'm hoping it's going to get to the point now, I've heard you do it a few times when you think I've not been listening, where you will do something and silently go, I hear voices. Yeah.
1: That's true. That's
0: true. Assumably while doing this as well. Um, so what, what is it about Randy, other than doing this, that you find so particularly silly?
1: He takes himself so seriously, and I don't feel anyone else does. <laughs> like, is he a snake? What's his what's his deal? Why does he slither around? Cuz he's
0: the viper, honey.
1: So he's the Okay, he's the viper. Yeah. All right.
0: Hence the oiliness and Did the slitheringness. Viper's do this. If they had <laughs> arms, they would be doing that shit all the time. Speaking as a zoologist, the animal kingdom bam, venomous strike. They would be doing this, but they can't, so they just go th- instead. So, yeah. Um, anyone
1: else? Um, Adrian Neville's quite silly, I think. In a good way, I love Adrian Neville, but is
0: he's... That, is it silliest because of his accent, No.
1: <laughs> it's because he's king of the north, isn't it? <laughs> yeah.
0: The king of, like, northern England, you mean, specifically? <laughs> yeah,
1: or? but also, he is literally just a character from Game of Thrones. <laughs> John Snore, you know nothing.
0: So if I did a voice like that now, it would be construed to be like offensive, being an outsider. So you can make fun of the North all you want. You're I'm not assume. English, are you? No, no not really. So. No. Although I keep getting tweets of people saying that they think I am English or that I'm British. Yeah. And I'd like to say, once again, that I'm not. <laughs> and everyone here tell 10 people that I'm not English, and I think the word will kind of spread. It'll go viral, kind of, you know, like that.
1: Tell yeah. a friend today that Ireland is not in England.
0: Yeah, please. We, we need that to be established, particularly with Brexit and all. Um, <laughs> Joe, we had a little bit of a think, and oh my. Sorry, I've asked for signs, and this, this guy over here who,
2: <laughs> who
0: Right, this was what happens when you think you're being a good fan by making a sign and all you're doing is distracting me <laughs> when I'm trying to do my first ever live show. Fabulous. Oh we've got a lost our bloody place, God. It's can can oh I
1: man. buy you a little yellow hat to wear in the bedroom?
0: Safety first. <laughs> Safety first. <laughs> Joe, you have had a little bit of a think, a little bit of a rumination, and yeah. you have come up with some of your own silly gimmicks that you think might work in the world of wrestling. Now, I think we ran through some of these to make sure that this doesn't already exist in wrestling, but here are some potentially new gimmicks, original content, don't steal WWE if you're here.
1: Yeah. Okay, my first idea was a kind of inspired by Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Craft beer hipster. Ooh. Bring out all the different types of, you know, independent ales.
0: <laughs> like, after the match, he makes you drink yeah. six different beers. They all taste of hops! Ah!
1: I love Wizard Sleeve.
0: <laughs> I mean, if you have listened to Steve Austin's podcast recently, that is just his character now. Like, <laughs> I want to tell you about an IPA that I done drank at the weekend. All hops and bitter, oh, man. OK, what's our next gimmick?
1: Um, Jesus, I thought it would be a great gimmick. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't
0: it? Um, specifically the Roman Catholic interpretation
1: or? Yeah, I think that would be a particularly good one, wouldn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I think, I just think it would be great, great. Look, I don't know what you'd have for your entrance music. Something glorious. Something holy. Hallelujah. Has that been done before? That
0: would definitely, that has been used before, but oh, I think really? we could use it again. Damien Sandow probably won't mind, you know? And <laughs> um, then that, that's interesting because there was a wrestler who was called Jesus. Uh, He was in for a very short period of time. Does anyone know what he did to John Cena, Jesus? (laughs) He stabbed him, didn't he? Yeah, he stabbed him. Now, that's not the Jesus I was brought up with. I don't know if that's some sort of Church of England thing, like where he stabs John Cena in a club instead of it's the. It's very forgiving, isn't it? It's not, so no. Because nice. like, I was watching week to week and kind of like I could see, like, oh, Hey Zeus, he's you know, he's taking on John Cena, Hey Zeus, stab John Cena. And they called him Jesus. But on the title cards, it just said Jesus. <laughs> and not being very familiar with Latin names, I was hmm. telling my friend, did
1: John Cena fight in Jesus in <laughs> the I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. It's <laughs> well, wrestling.
0: Have you got any uh, other other gimmick ideas?
1: Um we've been watching a lot of Catfish recently. Great show. Um, I thought a catfishing wrestler would be a great idea. I mean it's kind of already been done with DDP and his weird. Stalker. And even then again, because we all know that Vince McMahon actually did the uh, the stalking, the little voiceover and just slowed it down. So he was catfishing The Undertaker as DDP. Yeah. I mean, that's meta as fuck.
0: That is, seriously. I like the idea of a wrestler, like, kind of thinking that they're going to have a big pay per view match, and then it's just some, like, surly teenager from Arizona who's been (laughs) catfishing them. You responded to my messages, you're just as culpable as I am, you know? That that has to happen, a
1: catfishing wrestler. Yeah, I think so, yeah.
0: Okay, so we're going to move on to now to our our main body of the show, where we're going to be looking at some of the silliest gimmicks. And this is the time where there needs to be a disclaimer at the top of the hour where I say, if I've not included a wrestler or a gimmick that you think I should have, yes, it was a personal decision against you. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm getting my own back on all of you. So th- if there is anyone that I've missed out, it's either A, because of timing, or B, I don't want to give Joe all the chicken skin in the world, <laughs> and then next week come back with some thighs or something. She's like, what's this? So I have held back some silly gimmicks, but I think we can definitely say we've got the silliest here. So we've got them into some categories, Joe, Okay. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through them. We're going to get some images on screen here. We'll have some videos and a little bit of a chat about the rest there and uh, see what Joe makes of them. These are all real, by the way, Okay. That's the most important thing, even though it'll often seem that is not the case. (laughs) So the first section is called Jobs for Jobbers. Uh, This is actually interesting, Joe. We could probably tie this into what you learned in wrestling this week. Oh, God. Um, Um, Could you get people up to speed about what happened with our jobbers episode? Has anyone listened to our jobbers episode yet? Yeah. Uh, Joe, in case there's some shy people or liars in the audience,
2: you know.
1: (laughs) Ashamed. Last week, I learned in wrestling that there is a significant subculture of people who are sexually aroused by jobbers. (laughs)
0: Um, we have actually gotten three or four emails from jobbers who have told us thank you for bringing this to life
1: i feel there needs to be like a support group for jobbers
0: (laughs) i guess it's us basically now so if you have been sexually objectified and are losing all your matches High2wrestling.com. yeah? <laughs> Tell us your story. I think there's a documentary in here.
1: Oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah.
0: OK, so Jobs for Jobbers. A lot of these are going to come out. Uh, anyone see the New Generation Project show earlier in the day? Yeah. yeah. Was it good? Yeah. yeah. awesome. Most of these guys appeared around the what's referred to as the dark ages of WWF, which is uh, the New Generation, where they had an idea that to make it more fun for kids, we should have wrestlers that have silly characters.
1: Like the Teletubbies yeah they'd be great wrestlers come on yeah they,
0: wh- why do you think would be the kind of the, the badass of the group i think poe's got a fighting spirit oh dark
1: side to poe definitely yeah <laughs> although tinky winky i never did trust him
0: <laughs> <laughs> um i just thought for a second imagine being catfished by tinky winky like. <laughs> it was poe all along <laughs> okay our first job for a jobber ladies and gentlemen mr tl hopper uh, tl hopper here we go. <laughs> Can you guess what his gimmick is, Joe? Is that,
1: is that a toilet plunger?
0: <laughs> it is, it's Betsy was how he referred to his toilet plunger. He it... did give it a lady's name. You name boats and plungers after ladies, apparently, like, so, uh, oh. um, he was a wrestling plumber. And on his he's down- not well
1: dressed for that, wearing khakis.
0: Maybe he's like a Tory plumber. I don't know, like with his, his blonde hair and his, his, his khaki pants. If we can get that image up again of him in a pool, because he's kind of, he's making a gesture in that pool. I want to see, Joe, if you can identify what's in his hand there in the pool. What is a uh, T.L. Hopper, what's he playing at?
1: Oh, my god.
0: Is it a chocolate remote control? <laughs> Is, go on guess is it a pool turd it is yes so it moved. is i
1: guess i hate wrestling
0: now. <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if you could make that image any worse and there's jerry Why lawler he over giving there. giving it
1: to jerry lawler i mean he deserves it but <laughs>
0: what's he gonna do with it that's the real question you know so yeah teal hopper was brought in and he was a plumber and then he stopped wrestling. So that's the story of T.L. Hopper. So there we go. OK, our next gimmick is one of my favorite all-time gimmicks. And it's also Mike Quackenbush's favorite all-time gimmick, the founder of Chikara. Ladies and gentlemen, the Repo Man. There he is. What's he planning?
1: What's he going to do? Why is he dressed like a burglar?
0: Um, the Repo Man, who, for reasons unknown to us, later became a golf player. <laughs> called Mr. Hole-in-One. Um, oh, my God. Now, a, I told you, I try, I've been trying to kind of allude to Joe what some of these gimmicks might be, to kind of prepare her mentally. <laughs> Look at him. He's like Wario come to life. Like. <laughs> I did tell you that one of our wrestlers would be based off of a TV show that we watched recently. Yeah,
1: you wouldn't uh, tell me which one.
0: Yeah, it's Can Pay, We'll Take It Away. If anyone's seen <laughs> that on Netflix.
1: The That's rep- depressing. Imagine <laughs> those poor families having their homes repossessed by him.
0: He would come into people's homes and he would take their car and they'd be like, hey, I've paid the car. And he's like, no, you've not. And he'd drive off.
1: <laughs> and his, catch
0: ago, his, uh, his catchphrase was, I'm the repo man. And what's mine is mine. Fair enough. And what's yours is mine as well. Uh, what a heel. Seriously. And uh, he was very subtle, the repo man, very subtle indeed. Because when the repo man, Joe, when he would come to take something away, he would very subtly, he would, he would do this. That's how you sneak. That's how you do it. That's, that's how the how bailiffs you, do it. Yeah, <laughs> it
1: is.
0: Can we get the pictures of him up as the golfer again, please? Because uh, Joe's actually got a, uh, <laughs> I've got that toy, it's brilliant. Has he
1: been run over by a motorbike in Yeah, tire one? tracks. He's got tire tracks, why?
0: I assume because the Repo Man would get run over a lot by... Of course. His, Sorry.
1: Stupid question. By his
0: enemies. <laughs> he once repoed Macho Man Randy Savage's hat.
1: Was it worth a lot?
0: I guess so. I mean, like. It must have been. Look, guys, if you can't afford a hat, don't go on one of those payment programs.
1: Like a payday this, loan. Uh...
0: Yeah, this bollocks will show up and take it off you. Yeah, it'll be embarrassing. You've got a connection with, with, with golf, don't you?
1: That's true. I come from a family of golfers. It's true. Mm-hmm. Any
0: golfers in the audience? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no crossover the there? there.
0: In the back, is there golfers? No? Not mix no. Nah. Mini
1: golf. <laughs> why would you?
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm from a mini golf dynasty. Joe's from a golf dynasty. That's why we're a perfect match there. So uh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the repo man. And the fun thing about him, Barry Darso, the man who played that, Uh, refuses to ever speak about the Repo Man.
1: (laughs) We don't talk about the Repo Man. (laughs)
0: It's like a dark part of his past he doesn't like. That he's fine with. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Repo Man. (laughs) Okay, coming up next is one which you've seen before, um, but I think it's very important we can't include any list without Dr. Isaac Yankum, DDS. There he is the next mayor of uh, Glen County. uh...
1: Was that The Undertaker there? Yes. Why was he wearing a Phantom of the Opera mask?
0: Well, you know you said earlier that he was silly. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Oh, OK, right. (laughs) So he was uh, an evil wrestling dentist. And uh, can you guess what his wrestling dentist entrance music was?
1: Was it just a drill? Yes. Oh, my god. Yes. Yes. Unbelievable. Yeah, he came out to <laughs> That's horrible.
0: And uh, yeah, the, the plumber earlier, can you guess what his music was?
1: Just water, toilets flushing. Yeah, out. again. <laughs> I'm so good at Thanks. this. Do you want to write for WWF in 95? Yeah, hire me. Seriously.
0: Okay, <laughs> coming up next, The Goon. Not necessarily a job, uh, more of a, uh, of a calling. Uh, the Goon was an ice hockey player.
1: Oh. OK.
0: <laughs> now, here's an interesting fact. Uh, this gimmick was originally pegged for one of your favorite wrestlers, whose father was a famous hockey player. He was called in 95 to play it from Canada, that Chris Jericho was originally oh going to be. Oh,
1: my god. Yeah, and
0: Jericho thought, you know what? Not for me.
1: <laughs> what was he thinking?
0: His finishing move was that he would used to just run into people on the outside, you know, like in ice hockey, and then just kind of leave them there. <laughs> what do you think of the
1: footwear? Oh, I love them. I want a pair of those. I mean, they're not quite blades. Platforms, they look like. Lifts. Lifts. Stylish. I, I like mean, him. we're laughing at him. He could have a
0: genuine podiatry problem here. <laughs> sorry, chiropody, whatever, you know? Yeah. yeah. So there's the goon. Uh, we're going to get a little bit religious now. Okay, you thought of Jesus earlier, yeah. okay? That's offensive. This, however, did make television. It's uh, wrestling's first and only monk, oh. Friar Ferguson. So Friar Ferguson, uh, hopefully appearing on the screen. There he is.
1: Wow, what a yeah. look.
0: Guess what? The uh, Catholic church opposed the uh, use of Friar
1: Ferguson. <laughs> really? What? <laughs> surprise. Has there ever been a wrestler who's been God?
0: The rest.
2: <laughs>
0: I was going to save it for later in terms of surprise, but we will be doing Vince McMahon very soon. So... He thinks he's a god. Yeah. Gee, god, he's pounding that strawberry wine. Wait, what is that? Uh, I think it's all monks are drunk, apparently. <laughs> oh, you know what that is? It's fast.
1: Why is he drinking it out of a liver?
0: <laughs> That's clearly a stomach. Honey. I'm Come so on, sorry. Guys. So he had one match before they canceled the gimmick. We will be seeing him later on, again, in, the, in tonight's proceedings, uh, Friar Ferguson. The best story I could find out about Friar Ferguson, other than when I was Googling it, there's all these like, threads from like GeoCities of, like 99 and 2000 where people are like, it didn't actually happen. It's just some rumor. It didn't actually happen. No one's seen the footage. But he got lost on the, way to the, on the way back from the arena, apparently, and had to hitchhike. So he was out on New Jersey on the turnpike dressed like that. <laughs> so I think he was probably glad when the gimmick was over in the end. Why? I mean,
1: I'm sure you get picked up way easier if you're dressed like a monk,
0: right? <laughs> would you, hands if you would pick up a monk on the side of the road?
1: Yeah, only a few of you Very are un- not going to hell.
0: Yeah, seriously. The rest of you, though. Uncharitable <laughs> yeah. bunch.
1: <laughs> All right,
0: uh, we've got, let's see, two more we'll do in this section. We've had wrestling bailiffs, wrestling plumbers, dentists, hockey players, monks, wrestling bin man! Yay! Yay!
1: For fuck's sake.
0: the dumpster drowsy. This is great. It's like I'm doing the gimmick battle royale for WrestleMania, and I'm just introducing y'all. He holds a pinfall win over Triple H.
1: Wow. <laughs> you know what I love about this gimmick, though, is that trash collectors actually have a union, unlike wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, I mean, They're most They're playing of th- a life which they wish they had.
0: Most of these jobber guys with their jobs, why would you get into wrestling, like? You've got a 401k, <laughs> for fuck's sake. <laughs> He uh, has went on in recent years to be uh, 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 an activist, helping kids get off drugs and all that. It's a good boy. That's nice. Duke Drumsy. Uh, my brother was obsessed with him because he was a bin man. And, of course, uh, yeah, yeah. Obsessed with him, like very All much
1: children so. all love bin men.
0: I mean, I used to have a maths teacher who, if you ever heard anyone talking shit about bin men, mm-hmm. he'd be like, lads, my mate's a bin man. He goes home at lunchtime. So
1: <laughs> that's a fair point.
0: I can't argue with that, like, you know. Plus, sweet fucking duds, look at that.
1: Did he use trash as a weapon, then?
0: (laughs) He would sometimes pour trash on people afterwards, yes. Uh, very rarely hit people it has been, though.
1: I'd be, like, dropping banana skins down and, like, watch people fall over on them and stuff.
0: I think what they should do is do a heel gimmick uh, with him, like they've done with our county council, and just be like, I'm coming every other week now <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Marks. Where's Duke Drozdy? He's meant to be here. He only comes every three weeks now. Off oh, for... <laughs> okay last one i did say that there was a wrestler it's pretty much certain given who wrote the character just watched an episode of seinfeld's and then just said, yeah, we'll have that then. So could you think, you're a, you're a fan of Seinfeld?
1: Yes, I am, yeah.
0: Any Seinfeld fans in the audience? Yeah, yeah. uh, this is very grim. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what about, you know? um, so if you could think, scan quickly through your Seinfeld head. It's not Jerry Seinfeld, even though that okay. would be a great gimmick. Yeah. He is a Jerry Seinfeld. Um, um, what do you think it could be?
1: I mean, if it was me, I had to pick someone from Seinfeld and make a gimmick out of it, I would definitely choose Elaine. And like, mm. I think I've said this before on the podcast and have her finisher be the big salad. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you have Jim Roscoe. go, oh, you just hit her with a salad. <laughs> he hit her with the big salad. <laughs> so it's not, it's not Elaine, even though, I mean, I think Emma used to have a bad dancing gimmick, which is very like mm. Elaine in Seinfeld yeah, that is, yeah. did that. Uh, no, this is the maestro.
2: Oh, wow. <laughs> wow.
0: <laughs>
1: Jesus.
0: It's like, it's like Ric Flair's, like, kind of crap doppelganger. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Poundland, so. Ric Flair. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, we can't. We actually had so we got really upset when we used Poundland as an adjective. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm stopping that now. You do it
1: lovingly. I love Poundland. I
0: know, but I think if you, if you use it as an adjective, people think it comes from a place of hate. No,
1: it's love every time It comes from a place man. of
0: love, yeah. So the maestro was pretty much uh, <laughs> insisted on being called the maestro all the time, aimed to be like a great uh, conductor of classical music, but didn't really do that much of it. So I think Vince Russo watched an episode of Seinfeld and thought, <laughs> Yeah, I'll have that. I love Easy. his
1: jacket. Yeah, no, very, very I beautiful. want one of those.
0: And uh, he is still wrestling on the indies. Can't use the term maestro because it's copyrighted. So he calls himself Stro. <laughs>
1: That's so bad. That's awful. It'd
0: be great, yeah, it's like, oh, no, it's not Brock Lesnar versus Braun Strowman. It's Brock Lesnar versus (laughs) Strowman. I would pay to see Brock Lesnar kill that man. What would he do with that baton?
1: (laughs) Before you move on to the next section, I actually have my own idea for a job for a jobber. Please. Proctologist. That would be a good Good ass gimmick. Hey! hey. <laughs> Worth every penny for these tickets. <laughs> I
0: mean, there is someone who used to come out to music that said, I'm an ass man! Yeah, yeah, yeah. And also, Vince McMahon has donned the mantle of a would be proctologist at one point in his career. Really? So, there's a lot more ass men than you'd think in wrestling. You know, quite a few. Mm. Ass people, really. A lot I mean, of them. any
1: number of ass men is more than I would have expected in wrestling. Coming up
0: next is my favourite section. It's called Copyright? What copyright? (laughs) Hey! uh, So, we have got... I mean, I went into this thinking, oh, I've got my one or two I want to hear here, and I actually managed to find a couple of ones that I didn't know exist. I started looking up about Gilberg. Gilberg we talked about in our Goldberg episode. How would you describe Gilberg, Joe?
1: He's a small Goldberg. Easy.
0: (laughs) just for around the house, like, yeah. you know? Pocket Goldberg. <laughs> you like our trial size, consider the main one, you know? Um, <laughs> but he actually had another gimmick where he decided, I want to get more bookings. Um, you know, times are tight. It is the early 90s. So let's form the tag team of the Battling Turtles. So the Battling Turtles. <laughs> John, you said you get the Ninja Turtles for the kids' party. Who are they? They're the Battling Turtles. They're half the price. Stop (laughs) it.
1: Jesus.
0: (laughs) That's going to replace the car crash in my nightmares. Imagine
1: wrestling in that. It would be horrible. That would be hell. You can't see or hear.
0: They interviewed Gilbert and they're like, was it really hard to wrestle there? He's like, yeah, it was really hard. It was really hard. and It was really uncomfortable and we hated doing it.
1: It looks awful. That is so bad.
0: But, like, apparently, what he would do was he would just show up. Like, he'd show up to shows. If like, WWF were in town or WCW were in town or Smoky Mountain were in town. He'd show up and he'd just have the two costumes and be like, do you want Ninja Turtles? And they're like, yeah, all right.
1: So did they have like? Were they named after the actual Ninja Turtles?
0: I, they never, they never made it onto TV. They were only used on dark matches and house shows. But did I, they
1: have names?
0: I, as far as I could tell, it was Battling Turtle Number One and <laughs> Dwayne Gill.
1: <laughs>
0: um, coming up next. Now at least WWF could see that, and Vince would be like, kind of, oh, hang on a minute there, pal. We don't want no problem with those Ninja Turtles. I hear they're ultimate fighting machines. <laughs> So we got to WCW who obviously didn't have that problem and they went straight for the jugular. Ladies and gentlemen, I present to you your friendly neighborhood, Arachnaman! Yay! Wow.
1: Arachnaman. Was that string he was shooting out?
0: I mean, string is a bit of a, it's like, if the phrase <laughs> had physical form, that's what it would be.
1: It looks like those old curly shoelaces they used to get if you do not want to tie up your laces properly.
0: Imagine if Spider-Man had, all, that's all he had to go on, like his curly laces. <laughs> I've done a song for him. Arachneman, man different from Spider-Man, spin a web. Any size, no one cares about trademark. Guys, look out! <laughs> he is Arachneman, an original character. Don't steal. <laughs> Arachneman, guess guess what what happened to his career?
1: I hope they were sued by insert whichever company it is that earns the right to Spider-Man. Yeah, I don't Mar- know. Yeah, Marvel
0: did sue him, yeah. Did they? They did.
1: I hope they didn't sue the actual wrestler. <laughs>
0: <Jeez>. <laughs> Be Arachnoban, but I don't want to. Do it. <laughs> now you're being sued.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> Worst career ever, Now No, you just had to stop doing it. Like, i, I like to like... know who's got that Arachneman outfit.
1: Yeah, that's so in someone's loft, isn't it?
0: Seriously. It looks like it's kind of like the prototype for Pussy Patrol from... Uh, from Power Rangers. <laughs> um, OK, coming up next, from a movie which uh, we watched recently, you enjoyed, we played the game of it, which I think was a little bit better. If you could pick one character or one group from the Warriors, the movie, the Warriors, huh? who do you think from the Warriors would be a good gimmick to have in wrestling, do you think?
1: Um, I'd have gone probably to the mimes. Mm, yeah, the hi-hats. They're creepy. They are
0: creepy. Has there just been some wrestling mimes in Chikara, hasn't there? No Chikara fans here. Goodness, <laughs> great. Has there been wrestling mimes generally? Yeah, But not that their actual whole gimmick was that they were mimes trapped in boxes and whatnot. No. You uh, know, it
1: makes such a good heel. It would. It'd be awful.
0: It's funny, because Adam who's over there. Adam, actually, his, his wrestling character used to make it the wrestling games was a mime. So as of now, no one's next your gimmick. So you want to give this podcast and stuff the old heave ho and just train to be a wrestler and do that. Money, yeah? <laughs> um, OK, so we can't do the hi-hats. Who do you think would be someone else from
1: the Warriors? Um, I apologize, I don't know any of the team names. Oh, that's okay. The baseball guys. Yes,
0: boom, eight knuckleball Schwartz. Let's get him up on the screen.
1: Hey. That's cool. That is cool. That is cool. That's terrifying and cool. Look how
0: sad he is.
1: Yeah, he hates (sighs) his life, doesn't he? What
0: decisions have led him to this point? (laughs) Um, So yeah, his name was Abe Knuckleball Schwartz, and it is the Brooklyn Brawler. Oh,
1: my god. Yeah. It is.
0: Double duty, like. So did he
1: do this before he was the Brooklyn Brawler?
0: He did Brooklyn Brawler, and then there was like a baseball strike in America, and it was on the TV. And it was like, all these baseball players going on strike. So this lad just showed up and was like, boo, we hate baseball, the national pastime. (laughs) I mean, he could come over here and do the the circuit in England and be like, my rules of my game are confusing. You think it's like rounders, (laughs) but oh, no. (laughs) So uh, yeah, there's Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. Um, Vince McMahon had not seen The Warriors, in case you are wondering about that. Now, coming up next is one from one of your favorite movies of all time. Uh, You said this is a movie that I think it's it's something we bonded over quite early because every Christmas when I was a kid, I used to watch this movie with my dad, very special animated feature. I think you said you used to watch this movie quite a lot as well, if you know what it is.
1: No. I mean, if I had to guess, like, because my favorite movie is being John Malkovich. Are you saying that there's a wrestler whose gimmick is that they are John Malkovich? Because that would be great. Or even like controlled by John Malkovich inside their head. Or it
0: is John Malkovich being controlled by Roman Reigns. Yeah, Vince
1: McMahon, like. Never giving (laughs) up.
0: No, um, it's from the uh, Yellow Submarine. Oh, wow. Yeah, the Yellow Submarine. The bad guy's in the Yellow Submarine. And this is great, because this person is genuinely one of the most lovely wrestlers ever. When the Edge Air podcast started off, we literally had like 10 (laughs) followers. This lad tweeted about us. It was really nice. And he's really, really cool. And he's done his gimmick so well that people forget that it is pretty much straight-lifted from the Yellow Submarine, it
1: is the Blue Meanie. That looks nothing like a Blue Meanie. What I'm are you very about? disappointed. He's not, the, the, the blue. He's not blue.
0: <laughs> Look, he's got a little blue goatee. <laughs> and uh, the Blue
1: Meanies didn't have goatees. Didn't they?
0: I mean, do you think he should have the big fuzzy ball? Like? Yeah. I mean, the long uh, ears. Yeah,
1: I think so. Now, Go full hog.
0: What would you describe the blue meanies in the, in the, in the yellow submarine? What were they all about like?
1: I don't remember them wearing denim cut-offs.
0: Should've, <laughs> should've. Up. Shut up. I
1: mean, it's a good look. Um, they were blue.
0: Yeah, and they hated music as well, didn't they, they?
1: hated music, yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Oh Oh, now blue meanie, contrary to not even looking really that much like the, the, the blue meanies, I, I, I dispute that, I okay. dispute that, um, but he loved music. And uh, I've been teaching him to do a special dance. Um, and it's actually for this man's music. Um, Ash, Joe and I want to do a little dance now, so if you could queue <laughs> up, and if anyone, Han, do you know the dance, who knows the dance? The, the Blue Meanie dance, yeah? If you want to join along in the crowd, feel free to do it. Let's just demonstrate quickly, if we could, please. Um, and we've got, that's our kind of reference point, so you want to be kind of a little bit like that, okay? So, uh, if we could have the music, please. There you go, a little it's bit. Here we go. Everyone's doing this. Not gonna kill me, at the back. Oh wait. Excellent. Good job. Very good. Now, I notice a few fake wrestling fans going like, "What's going on when he does this? Yeah. This bit here." He did it once or twice. <laughs> Keep up, yeah. Um, okay, so I think. We've got, oh, I don't want to do this one. Ah, <laughs> oh, Jesus. Right, do you know a thing called Leave it to Beaver? It's, uh... no. Oh, no. Just leave, lads. It's grand. Like, we'll just... um, leave it to Beaver. I think we actually watched an episode of Penn and Teller about people who were obsessed with it. Uh, it's like, you know, it was like with the old like 50s sitcoms back in America where it was like kind of, wholesome family your mom makes dinner dad I, hello son I've got a pipe and slippers and life lessons out the fucking wazoo right yeah uh, and a little boy called beaver cleavage yeah.
1: what mm-hmm. the fuck
0: okay so this is Why beaver name cleavage him that. put him up on screen here please yeah there he is <laughs> and his mother oh jeez <laughs> <laughs> that's him crying because he's not got enough milk for his cereal And there's one thing about WWF in the Attitude Era, I loved a little bit of incest overtones. (laughs) Not actual incest, that would be offensive. Overtones, though, are fine. So that's his mother, that busty woman. And uh, they did a thing, (laughs) literally, uh, somehow I can see myself moving further away from Joe. So can we get the one where he's crying over his cereal, please? I need to explain this. <laughs> he knows what's coming. So he was annoyed because his shredded wheat were too dry. And then the busty lady comes in and goes, But mother's milk is always good.
1: Oh, no. <laughs> Why? Why do I do this podcast? <laughs> Why do I watch wrestling? Just think. I
0: watched that when I was a boy.
1: Oh no. And you're the best
0: thing about it. This is classic WWF attitude. era. When you and I get into the attitude era how to wrestling, it's going to be an absolute shitstorm, I'm sure. <laughs> but they thought, okay, this angle doesn't work. It's bad. They dropped it. They didn't get an angle where he was like, like, he was on the microphone. He's like, I don't want to do this shit anymore, man. And he walked off and they thought, okay, bit offensive. Let's pivot into an angle about him beating his girlfriend.
1: Oh <laughs> Jesus.
0: He's had a fairly unfortunate run of it. And he follows us on Twitter, actually, he does Chaz. Uh, um, really good entrance music, though, like really good.
1: Can I ask a quick question? Yeah. Is this sponsored by shredded wheat? <laughs> because they've got shredded wheat there. Seriously. They must have given their permission to use it, right? Well, I like
0: that they've, kind of, they've got shredded wheat, but they have just pull down the box ever so slightly so no lawsuits
1: <laughs> which is good because they're talking about mother's milk oh! which is definitely one to associate with your brand oh god in heaven
0: okay um i feel depressed now i need uh, we need to liven up a little bit okay we're moving away from the copyright infringing incest into something that we're all very excited about there's gonna be some videos in this section joe i hear you like wizards
1: Fucking love wizards. Hey, let's see that right there. <laughs> let's
3: see
0: that sign, please. Bring that up. Poorly drawn. Oz. Poorly drawn. May Oz is poorly drawn in real life. I beautiful. love that
1: moustache. It's beautiful. Um,
0: so, if you've not been following on recent episodes, we were watching um, the Scott Hall documentary. And to say that Joe squealed with excitement when she saw, quote, tiny wizards. <laughs>
1: I fucking love tiny wizards. <laughs> All wizards of every shape and size.
0: So something that you and I, when I first met you, I, I come to realize that Jo's got fantastic taste because yeah. she loves Wario. And yeah, that yeah. was like literally the first day we found out we shared a love of Wario mm. and garlic, kind of related.
1: Yeah.
0: And also you mentioned that you loved wizards.
1: Yeah, I love wizards. I've always been obsessed with wizards. Uh, I have wizard statues at my parents' house. Didn't bring them with me to my new home. But um, I actually invented a game called Street Wizards in my youth, and I thoroughly encourage everyone to play, and I'll, I'll tell you the rules now because it's a good, fun game. You play it while you're out and about, and if you see a man with a beard, that's one point, okay? One wizard point. If he's wearing a hat, that's another point. Any kind of cloak coat, basically, that's another point. A familiar dog, any animal. <laughs> Another point, walking stick again, because that's a mystic cane. You can really, there's like, the sky's the limit with it's street wizards.
0: funny, because I remember going into, um, we went to your local village, and we went into the butchers there, and there was fuck tons of like wizards. Yeah, I like, yeah. whoa. That's
1: why I worked there.
0: The guy with like an orb and shit, it's amazing. So cool. So this video we're going to watch now, it's going to be the, the debut of Oz. And there's a couple of things I want to say. If you've seen the odds video before, this is going to be uh, familiar territory. Joe, you've got to pay close attention, because there's a lot of things going on here. Um, I've watched this video a lot recently. There's a lot of very little things I've picked up on that I love a lot, Uh, particularly the fact that there is a monkey here, and the Mm. monkey decides quite early on he's having none of it, and he takes a powder. So keep an eye on the monkey. (laughs) Where does he go? (laughs) And uh, also as well, Dusty Rhodes is on commentary. And he's trying to put over how, like, his audio is quite poor. This is on the network. And even still, there's like VHS track lines on it for some reason. But Dusty Rhodes tries to put this over by saying, I've been to an all night fair, daddy, but I ain't seen nothing like this. (laughs) Now, I want to go to an all night fair. Yeah. Fucking hell. It's 1 AM, funnel cake, woo! (laughs) So ladies and gentlemen, if we could uh, dim the lights, please. And we are going to look at the mystical, all-powerful, (laughs) as. <laughs> All the pictures of him were so low res. Um, our illustrator actually had a real problem with him, because I'm like, he has, he has no pupils. And he's like, but he does. Like, every picture you show me is just such low quality. That it looks like he has no eyes. <laughs> Your initial reaction to Oz, the great and powerful?
1: He looks like he's melting. <laughs> His moustache is, like, falling off, and it's, I don't like the rubber mask. Could they not have just put Kevin Nash in, like, a bigger beard and a hat? And Why the, why the mask?
0: Well, the reason they decided to do this is that Kevin Nash had just signed, and he was a, he was a big dude, seven-foot, legitimate, looked like a beast. They thought, OK, the Wizard of Oz is a great movie.
2: (laughs) The parent
0: company that this is like what I was able to piece together, because once you get to a certain level of silliness in wrestling, people start reporting on it properly. Um, So what I heard was that WCW, their parent company, had just purchased Turner, which is owned by Ted Turner. They owned the rights to The Wizard of Oz, the original Judy Garland movie. And they thought, synergy, cross promotion. It's 1992. The time is right for this to happen. So that was where the memo started. And then obviously it reached the wrestling people and they're like, okay, um, can you get a monkey and a shower curtain? Very similar to our shower it's curtain. exactly
1: the same, yeah. exactly.
0: I think you can use that as a green screen afterwards to mm. do his promos. But genuinely, I think the people who made this gimmick haven't seen the Wizard of Oz.
1: Really, you think so? I think, I mean,
0: like Oz in the Wizard of Oz. He is the wizard, isn't he?
1: No, no, this is Oz with wizard.
0: <laughs> Who's Oz, then? So James...
1: that's Oz, and he was accompanied with the other wizard.
0: The great Wizards. because they say at the start there was a wizard who ruled over, but it wasn't the wizard you think. It was the great Wizards.
1: So why is the great wizard there?
0: to guide Oz, and also to <laughs> let people know that they're almost at Oz. <laughs> you know, as he kept saying, welcome to Oz, welcome to Oz, welcome to Oz, and then they're like, within a fee, he goes, we're almost at Oz.
1: Nearly <laughs> <Literally> there.
0: <laughs> I've got a feeling we're not in Kansas almost anymore, we're almost at Oz. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it didn't go well for, for Kevin Nash. Um, doesn't like talking about Oz.
1: Was this before he was known as Kevin Nash? Yes.
0: So before wow. he was Vinny Vegas and he was with DDP. Like, DDP, like, literally, like, this is when he started talking to DDP and it was like, maybe we can do something not so shit, please. <laughs> so, yeah, he had to do that for a couple of months. They started off, he killed everyone. Oz was, like, big and he slammed it with his cool finisher.
1: So, did he wear the mask all the time? No,
0: he just wore it when he came out, then took it off, went, ah, like Why? that. Why? Chad mind games. <laughs>
1: Has there been any other wrestlers that have worn weird face rubber masks like that and then taken them off?
0: Like, there have been people who've had, like, face masks or masks that have been like face, but never where it's like, I'm not wearing this shit, fuck it. Like you know you get those
1: really creepy, like, Tony Blair rubber masks. That should totally be someone's gimmick.
0: Like, where we are at the moment where me and Adam were reviewing all of Smackdown for the ATR podcast, and every other week someone's wearing a Vince McMahon mask, mm. which is very scary. I S- bet. Scarier than that, almost. But, um, yeah, as with most things, you know, when was first debuted, we had his 20-minute introduction uh, <laughs> with his fireworks and his... <laughs> Guitar music. And then he just started losing. And then he just stopped wearing the mask. It just came out <laughs> in his shower curtain. Which is bad, because he's not wearing the mask, you can see how pissed off he is. He's like...
1: Did he at least wear the hat? Or is it attached to the mask? And it's
0: all in one. Oh, all in one. Oh, that's so.
1: sad. Now,
0: the one thing about Oz, even though he hates it, and, like, you can tell that people... Their their socks weren't blown off, no matter what the announcers were saying. But Oz was really over in one place in the world. So WCW did a very small tour of Japan around this time. And when Oz was coming out, the crowd all started going, Ozzy, 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 because he's this big fucking wizard. And that's like, yeah, man. Give him a sword. He'll be in the next Final Fantasy game, for fuck's sake. So um, there's Oz. Kevin Nash, um, you know.
1: I don't like wizards anymore.
0: <laughs> I know, no, Kevin Nash, he's, he's woke on Twitter now. He's no longer a Trump supporter, I think. <laughs> Keeping us guessing. <laughs> we got another wizard coming up. This is uh, less of a wizard, more of a magic man. Uh, ladies and oh. gentlemen, this man made one appearance in WWE. His name is Fantasio. <laughs> Fantasio. Look at that look.
1: Whoa. That outfit. Holy shit.
0: Isn't that a great look?
1: Oh, it's sexy.
0: Really? I got yeah. a whole thing for mimes all of a sudden. Whoa, look at that guy. Yeah. Huh? His other name was Spellbinder. He had <laughs> one match in WWE, unfortunately, and then he was given the heave-ho. He's definitely one of those wrestlers who has edited his own Wikipedia page. Because <laughs> he talks about that one match is like three paragraphs. And then it's like, and then on May 9th 1995, he came back and wasn't used, but he was backstage. And they told him they'd give him a call. Um, he used to pull that ribbon out of his mouth. Oh. Now, can you guess what a magic, where's it been? <laughs> it's a tapeworm. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> should have done this after lunch. <laughs> his finishing move was magic. Now, can you think of a magical finishing move? This is the height of David Copperfield. You know? This is the height of David Copperfield. Before you know one of his uh, people accused him of sexual harassment and he got uh, someone seriously injured in a stunt that went wrong, so the height of David Copperfield, <laughs> before that. What thing his magical finisher would be if you're to a magic finisher?
1: I hope it involves something to do with like a top hat and a rabbit. Like, I don't know, throwing people in a top hat and then they become a rabbit.
0: Pin the rabbit, like, oh, come on. One,
1: two, three. Cref,
0: he's got a hold of the fluff for God, God, Jesus' <laughs> sake. No, he would remove the underpants of his oh. opponent. <laughs> That's really impressive. Like, he used to be, and the, the rest would be like, what have you. Whoa! That's right. and in the confusion, one, two, three. You know? Is
1: that a kayfabe thing, or did he actually, did they actually <laughs> yeah. remove the underwear? <laughs>
0: That'd be great. Yeah, it's like kind of a Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton situation. Like, you go back say, you weren't meant to pull off his underwear, man. Well, that wasn't cool. <laughs> <laughs> and he took off the referee's underwear as well.
1: Oh my God. And the
0: referee's underwear was striped, like a referee. <laughs>
1: oh, that's nice. I like that.
0: Which, as a result, every time I see a referee, I'm like, have they got the? The stripes. Got
1: the stripes so were there like really silly underpants that he ended up pulling out
0: there's y-fronts
1: oh always
0: well he only had one match
1: oh okay he only
0: got 2d juggins because he's like i'm probably out the door come here ref <laughs> you know? yeah. he's probably doing it to fans in the audience and that's probably what it said actually you know spellbinder could you go away please <laughs> and also my favorite thing in wrestling someone who wears a mask and removes it to reveal identical face paint yeah that's cool i like that Another mythical creature, this time from ancient Greece, I think, Uh, half-man, (laughs) half-tor. Ladies and gentlemen, Mantor! Are you saying moo or boo? I don't know, did he say something really racy online or something get him off here.
1: (laughs) He's adorable. I want a little plush of him. him Let's give him a hug, come on. (laughs) Just saying though, those gold pants with a little strip of fur. Good luck, getting some of those for Kevin. Just for
0: around the house.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's wearing a one piece over the gold pants.
0: He, he is, it's kind of a big, one big fluffy piece like that you would wear. Like a sexy suit. Yeah, thing. and this is basically like if I don't shave for three weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Horns and all, like, you know. Mantor, have you of the other pictures of Mantor that I sent? There's pictures of him eating, and I really want to show those. Are they up there by any chance? <laughs> Whoa! Oh. Put it back on, mate.
1: Yeah, I don't like that.
0: No, and... Bleh, bleh, what I think is very hilarious is that any time I search for pictures of Mantor... God, he's dead inside, isn't he?
2: <laughs>
0: but when I was looking for pictures of Mantor, all these pictures came up. Mate, he's a half cannibal. He's eating cows, right? Oh, sorry, does no one else think this is a problem? Like, oh, feed a cat, cat, it's okay. It's only
1: half half cow <laughs> it's only half problematic so he can eat man as well and again it's fine
0: there was a feature in wf magazine where jim Cornette had to take Mantor off to eat dinner and he embarrassed him look at the state of him he's got all over his face and his good clean clothes the main problem with Mantor was that because of Mantor's headpiece can we get back to the picture of him with his his, his full garb please ash if you don't mind and his headpiece was such a way that he couldn't actually enter the ring normally, like he couldn't go in like that, uh, it would bop and fall off. So we had to very slowly like climb over the ropes like it was a ladder and carefully go back in, which when you think about it, isn't the scariest or most intimidating thing. Could they
1: not? I mean, he takes it off anyway. Seems like the solution is to just, before he goes in the ring.
0: This always happens in wrestling, where someone is like, oh, wow, look at that, oh, it's just a wrestler, you know? Uh, <laughs> like, if I was a kid, I would be very annoyed that he took that off.
1: I'm annoyed that he took that off, because he's scary underneath, and, and he I was like cuddly. that man.
0: You wanted to cuddle him now, and yeah. uh, don't know anymore. No. Oh. Mantor. So there was actually a wrestler called Minotaur in WCW, who didn't even have a cow head, he was just some bloke. Ridiculous. <laughs> Lazy. We got another video coming up, another mythical beast. This is great because I remember when we first uh, when you told me that you had a special recipe based on Legend of Zelda game they used to make.
1: Don't oh, yeah, from, um, oh, Twilight Princess. Yeah. They make the stew. Yeah, do you the,
0: remember what uh, it was? They, the they Yeti begin... stew. Yeah, did someone say Yeti? <laughs> it's time for a wrestling Yeti. We've got a Yeti sign over there. Yeah. I always wondered if it was one of these English things, like, uh, you know, where people pronounce it Yeti or Yetay.
1: I've never heard it pronounced Yetay.
0: You're about to hear it (laughs) pronounced Yetay a whole time. Like, a lot.
1: That can't be to avoid copyright. It's not like Yeti is (laughs) copyrighted. (laughs) International
0: Yeti Association. Ski Freak, like, I've got a trademark Uh, on. Excuse me, you have to uh, change that. Okay, we have a video of the Yeti. See if you can spot what's wrong with this picture. <laughs> WCW once again, no, I'm not picking on them. They are generally that crap. <laughs> Lights up, please. Can we pass that sign up to the front there, please, just so we can get the, uh, the spelling correctly, just in case you've been spelling yeti wrong and pronouncing it your whole life uh, incorrectly there we go so uh, complete with toilet paper hopefully not used the yeti learn the word that's how that's it works beautiful. in wrestling everyone that's so cool the yeti very good thanks for the scientists uh why so there was a group called the dungeon of doom <laughs> I know. I know it's very scary and troubling. So I, guys, I know it's daytime, but we're getting very spooky now with this kind of scary horror. You know, we oh, go to a fun wrestling show. Didn't know there'd be you know, spooky ghosts coming up here. Like. Um, so there's a group called the Dungeon of Doom, and they wanted to destroy Hulk Hogan and Hulkamania. Uh, which <laughs> is, yeah. Hulkamania is like kind of the, the fluid, the essence, the tactile sensation of being a Hulk Hogan fan. I'm told it's horrible. Um, and the Yeti was encased in a block of ice <laughs> And... The, it's
1: not That's f- not how you preserve a corpse. <laughs> I mean, it's one way. But if you're already going to mummify them...
0: <laughs> it's mixed, isn't the it? The like? extra
1: layer of ice is unnecessary. You've got the formaldehyde already done. You don't need anything else. <laughs>
0: the, uh, the ancient Egyptians who, of course, would bind their uh, leaders and then freeze them in a giant block of ice <laughs> in Egypt uh, in ancient times. So he came out of the block of ice, and he was going to destroy Hulk Hogan. What's the name? And... He came out and he, um, I'll tell you what, I'll I'll demonstrate. You come up here, I'll demonstrate, okay? Oh my gosh. Now, guys, don't try this at home, okay? It's very, very scary. It's very, very dangerous indeed, okay?
1: Nice, I like this. I like the the Yeti.
0: I've not done it right then, I don't think. (laughs) So, it's a mummy though, isn't it? It's not a Yeti.
1: Yeah, why have they called it the Yeti?
0: Well, they call it the Yeti. That's their kind of get out, isn't it? Yeah,
1: but the mummy was taken on Twitter, or
0: what? I am so calling my mother after this, going, hi, mummy, um, <laughs> Is today around? Because I need to talk to him. <laughs> he didn't make much of an appearance. He, he appeared once or twice afterwards. He was turned into, like, super ultra ninja after this. They <laughs> just you know, you might as well, like. Um, he's one claim to fame was that Goldberg, when he was training, he was in the power plant, and he started doing his finisher, the jackhammer. He said, I wanted to see if I could do it on anyone. So he did it on him like 10 times in a row in training. He's like, oh, I can. (laughs) That's his claim to fame. (laughs) It's a great career, really. It is used looking toilet paper as well. I loved
1: how awkward that whole match was. It was really like, Oh, should I be doing it? Am I supposed to be doing this now? Or I'll just wait a second, you guys get on with it and then I'll come in at the end. And
0: you can tell as well, like after this one thing when he walks off and he hugs Hulk Hogan, he's like, Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I'm not doing this again. <laughs> I really wish he wrestled a match in that stuff. Like, you know, Scooby Doo could come out and pull it and reveal who it is. Like, yeah. Has there
1: ever been a Bigfoot wrestler?
0: There are, a guy called Giant Gonzalez used to wear kind of like a Bigfoot bodysuit type of
1: thing? No, I mean like a wrestler that's like, you know, have they ever been seen before? You oh, know. just a
0: glimpse thing. <laughs> no, I don't believe, you know,
1: they really exist.
0: I mean, that's not a Sasquatch, is it? You know, that's what Yeti is, is is simply uh, an Arctic Sasquatch, really, when you think. I'm a cryptozoologist as well as a real zoologist, so, you know, it's it's troubling on many fronts, you know. (laughs) Um, Okay, we're gonna look at another mythical being. There's one thing which I'd say that they probably overdid a lot um, on television, video games, media, uh, it was zombies. They overdid a lot of zombies, didn't they, yeah. And uh, unfortunately, WWE decided, let's go on board the zombie train. When Paul Heyman was uh, at the Froden, they were going <laughs> to relaunch Paul Heyman's pet project, it was ECW. And we've not done a lot about ECW, but we talked about Paul Heyman on a previous episode, and he wanted ECW to be counterculture, in your face, cutting edge. Those were the kind of the main tenants of, of this promotion. So it was brought back, and this is the first ever match that was shown on the new ECW, and Paul Heyman, presumably after this, did a little cry. So if you could play the zombie now, please. We're gonna see the zombie. This is the first thing we saw from the new ECW.
1: Thank you. I can't believe you didn't say brains once. <laughs> Ridiculous. Also, on trend with that cold shoulder. Oh yeah. Been on That's ASOS really? recently. Yeah. Very on trend.
0: The dust, the residue. Um, what is that? Is it like asbestos he's... or something?
1: Honey, he's a corpse. Dirt. What, do corpses let off dust? He's been buried and he's clawed his way out of the grave. Oh. It's like dirt
0: and stuff. I'm starting to feel that like you like this zombie.
1: I love this zombie. <laughs> this is great. Fucking
0: A. Um, I can I reveal at this point in time that we will be, because it has been officially requested by one of our backers and patron, who insists that Joe needs to learn about that angry, ugly man. <laughs> no, not the zombie. That one over there, the one with the stick, um, the Sandman. We'll be doing an episode on him in the not-too-distant future, so...
1: He's a, a bold bloke, seeing as he cut his head open at the beginning, and zombies can smell blood.
0: That's true. The zombie Brave. smelled that, and he was like, "Oh, supper.
1: How you know? mm, a <laughs> move.
0: Um, so, yeah, that was great, uh, particularly because... it. The ending with them saying, "Well, the first official match of the new ECW <laughs> is over." So thank God. You know, as Paul Heyman said, you know, in the 90s, Nirvana came and boom, it blew away all that kind of old tired stuff that was out there. In 2008, the zombie came and oh God, what did they do that for? <laughs> okay, our last section is um, got a couple of different names. Um, Ash reprimanded poo because it's uh, you know miscellaneous mis- things that don't belong that are terrible i would decided to call this. I can't explain this. <laughs> now, time travel and wrestling, Joe.
1: I mean, they go hand in hand, aren't they? It's like fish really? and
0: chips. It is, absolutely. Fish and chips, time travel and wrestling. There was a gimmick that they were going to do back in the day, apparently. There was a wrestler who wanted to have, uh, So there was a writer who had an idea for a gimmick, was that it was like, uh, it was like a Nazi that had been frozen, like, in time, and was going to come back in the, yeah, terrible, awful. Um, So instead, we've got something that did make it to the cost. This is someone from the future. And, of course, the future, as we all know, is way off in the distance, the year 2000. This is Techno Team 2000. Whoa! They're handsome. Careful. If we interfere with them, we'll change the timeline, like, you know? So um, what do you think of that look?
1: I mean, it's what we were all wearing in the year 2000, wasn't it? I remember I was 10. I was definitely wearing that.
0: Yeah. It's kind of like a tunic almost, isn't it? Like, you know? Mm. Um, So we got Travis and Troy, uh, futuristic names.
1: Why have they got Frodo written on them?
0: Frodo, what? Because they're hobbit heads, honey, you know. uh, Frodo
1: from the future.
0: Seriously. They've been to the year 2000, and they've got Lord of the Rings fever. Like, you know, (laughs) it's coming out next year. They've got all the Warhammer pre-orders. They're really excited. So TT2K, as they were never known. Fun fact, one of their fathers is a racist. So there you go. So back in the 90s, when we were all obsessed with the millennium, uh, these guys came along, and the idea was that they were going to be cutting edge, futuristic wrestlers with kind of moves that we'd never seen before. They've been to the year 2000, and your great 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 granddaughter is pretty fine. Right? They were really, really into it. And they were futuristic because they would both leapfrog over their opponents at the same time.
1: <laughs> How is that futuristic?
0: Never been done before <laughs> the year 2000. Now we all do, it, of course. These guys were ahead of their time. Literally, they were ahead of their time. So Travis and Troy, the favorite thing I have about this was that I was desperate trying to find stuff about these two. You know, like, there was such little stuff about them. There was more stuff about like the zombie and you know guys who'd only appeared for once. These guys had three or four, you know, five or six appearances. They came back a few times. But if you Google Techno Team 2000, the first thing you get taken to is a playlist on WWE.com which is the most boring tag teams. <laughs> <laughs> Not just the most boring tag teams, it is just the most boring tag teams. So
1: Did they ever talk about what they saw in the future?
0: Um, leapfrogs. <laughs> and they would seldom tag. So you know
1: Did they ever reveal how they traveled through time?
0: No, they unfortunately no one cared enough to kind of. <laughs> that shows you how boring they were. They were literally from the future. People were like, oh, could you maybe tell us about like no. some of the stuff that's happening? No, don't talk to them. They're boring. Like, let's try and leapfrog <laughs> over you at the same time. That
1: zombie though, let's give him a promo.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay, another tag team. This is my all-time favorite terrible tag team gimmick. What happens at the start of every wrestling contest? Ding, ding, ding we ring that bell. Ladies and gentlemen,
1: the Ding Dongs! Yeah! Are you fucking serious?
0: That's the man who invented them. Um, There they are.
1: What are they?
0: Ding and Dong. Are they supposed to be bells? They're little bell men. There's Ding and there's Dong and together they are known as the Ding Dongs. And they had these little bells, and they would just ring them non-stop throughout the entire match. Ding, 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 ding. Now, as we all know, there's nothing more fun than listening to the sound of a bell going over and over and over (laughs) over again. Oh, God. They had one match, and in that match, Jim Ross said at the end, and it's over. Oh, God almighty, that was horrible. (laughs) Now, he always tries to kind of put a good shine on it. Physical match. Don't break out the star rating system. The ding-dongs, though. Oh my God, that was horrible. So, <laughs> they were invented by uh, Jim Hurd, who's the man we saw at the buffet. There he is.
1: Could you, you the... recall that inventing? That's a stretch of the term. <laughs> Conceiving,
0: uh, actualizing. He's got a very big flower. Yeah. <laughs> Signs of the thing. That was the gimmick that he got made. He wanted a different one though. His tag team gimmick that Jim Hurd wanted was the hunchbacks.
1: Oh, for fuck's sake.
0: The hunchbacks, who could never be beaten, because you could never pin their shoulders to the back. Oh hey. God. So, unfortunately, basically, what he did there was, like, he kind of, you know when you're playing a game, it's like, yeah, but what if I do this? And, oh, you've broken the game, yeah. My D&D campaign doesn't work. You've thought about it too much. So that's what happened to him. He broke wrestling with his amazing ideas. <laughs> Maybe Jim Hurt had a word with Techno Team 2000 and saw into the future, you know? <laughs> Coming up next, we have got a Nordic wrestler who's never really explained where he came from. This man used to grab his hand and chant, "Hus, hus, 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 hus! It's the Berserker. <laughs> And he's doing that like silly tongue that I used to do when I had to try and concentrate on things. Mm. Has anyone else done that where it's kinda you're kinda really trying to focus on something with a silly tongue? He's got a sword and a shield. Oh, my God.
1: I'm sorry, but that is exactly one of those really cheap knockoff Halloween outfits that you get everywhere. Sexy That's so banking. short, and it is very sexy. Isn't
0: it? Hey, if John Nord's got legs, I say, show him off. I mean, I
1: right? And he has.
0: <laughs> he was involved. I looked on Wikipedia. Like, He's involved in a feud with The Undertaker that involves him trying to hit him with his sword. <laughs> And what he would do was, because he was the Berserker, and he didn't play by nobody's rules, okay? And as we all know, Skyrim belongs to the John Nords. He would throw people out of the ring and get a count-out victory and go, huss, 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 huss. No idea why.
1: There's literally, what, no one knows? No one knows. What does huss mean? Does
0: anyone knows? It is, it's a fish. Is, is a of fish? Yeah. I don't know if that's what he was on about, though, man. <laughs> I think it was kind of like a war chan. What's the, like, huss, huss. You know, I mean, like Vikings
1: the, eat fish, right?
0: They do, they're mostly, Did, I yeah. mean,
1: obviously not around now. Most Vikings are Episcopalian,
0: as far as I know. Yeah. Um, okay, coming up next, someone we saw from earlier. This was Friar Ferguson. They thought, okay, Friar Ferguson, that gimmick didn't work. There's no room for monks in wrestling. But there is room for whatever this is, ladies and gentlemen, Bastion Bugger.
1: Yeah. <laughs> wow. Oh. <laughs> it's
0: yes. like my dad at your dad. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh. Mm. Oh. <laughs> oh. I feel really bad for that man. He went with it. Was it his idea? <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a surprise. Vince McMahon was like, okay, let's do this. He because looks really sad. He obviously was in such a great mood after he happened to be a wrestling monk and then he comes back after you know hitchhiking in New Jersey. He's like, why don't you be this instead? Like, what even is that ring gear? It's literally designed to make the body as unflattering as
1: possible. It's unique though. I do like it in that respect.
0: It is, yeah, very Never unique.
1: Never seen anything like that before.
0: He used to eat junk food, donuts. Uh, he would lose his matches all the time because he would get distracted and start eating food instead. And his entrance music, you've been pretty much par for the course of entr- Jesus.
1: What is that in his mouth?
0: I don't know. It's like looking into the sun. I can't look into it long enough to find out. Um, so his entrance music
1: was. I'm glad we're facing away from this. <laughs> so, hey everyone.
0: <laughs> his entrance music was a series of burps and farts. Oh, for
1: fuck's sake.
0: Like I was going to play it, but it makes me feel genuinely ill. So I thought leave it at that. And he's also great because uh, he had his first ever match against Virgil. He was a very big jobber, and he lost. Oh. Bad life. What a poor guy. And you want to know what's funny. In WCW, he had a gimmick that was called uh, Norm the lunatic. And he was an escape mental patient. And it was actually amazing. Like He was really good at it. And his manager used to walk around with a giant key threatening to take him back to the madhouse. <laughs> yeah, back in 1991, we had a really good grip on mental health. <laughs> and it's sad because like Mick Foley wrote in his book about uh, Mike Shaw. He said he was like, a really great wrestler. But he was saddled with these really sad gimmicks that... I mean, you can get a silly gimmick and work your way out of it. I don't know if you can work your way out of that. Let's Put the pizza down, mate, it's over. I mean,
1: at least he's working at the same time, so.
0: Burning off, you know? He's, Easy. Yeah. Negligible caloric intake right there. <laughs> okay, our last two are the two of the biggest ones. We are going to look at one of the most famous segments in wrestling history. And we've had a lot of requests for Joe to do promos. So I think it's only right if Joe, after we watch this segment, does this promo. We're going to look at the shock (laughs) master. Shock master.
1: That's a great mask, but can he see?
0: Clearly. (laughs) The answer to that question is not well enough. Um, So Joe is going to do the Shotmaster promo. I realize over in America, you see, we actually have pretty much a 50-50 split with our audience. Half our audience seems to be from America. Half is from England. So Joe's going to do the Shotmaster's promo now. And most people are like, oh, it's just uh, in normal voice. But over in America, they can get enough of this shit. <laughs> like, literally, there's people... There's a guy who sent me like, a long list of promos, like, get Joe to do these. <laughs> what, like, give them to you?
1: We've, <laughs> we've discovered a new subculture here, Kevin. Clearly. New fetish. Money, money. <laughs> <laughs> OK, I have to put on my um, O2... Messaging service voice.
0: I'll play the I'll play the uh, the, the role of Davy Boy Smith. He fell fat in his fucking ass. He fell flat in his fucking ass. Ash said that he thinks that they've actually raised the volume on the network of them saying that to make it more ridiculous wow. they've embellished it like. Joe, let's have the shop master reading as it should be then, please. Alright, one
1: second. Welcome to the O2 messaging service. Okay, great. Right. <clears throat> So you're the man that rules the world? They call me the Shockmaster. You've ruled the world long enough, Sid Vicious. Get ready. Come on, you want a piece of me? You want a piece of me? Come and get me. Come after me, Sid. I'm ready. Along with Davy Boy, Sting, Dusty Rhodes, we'll see you at the Fall Brawl at the War Games. Until then, ha,
0: ha, 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 Ladies <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. and gentlemen, Joe Graham, fantastic. I don't care who you are, <laughs>
1: um, I don't have to fall over, do I?
0: <laughs> the best thing about that is that if you watch it closely, there is a moment where he just starts doing this, moving his arms. <laughs> it's because he hears Sid Vicious talking and he thinks that's his voice. He just starts going like this. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't even know. Yeah, they tried to salvage this, and um, the following week they had like, because uh, this was live, and you hear everyone laughing like, and playing like, oh god, oh god. So they actually did the thing with them, it's the toy.
2: Oh!
1: <laughs> oh my god.
0: So sad, like. The best story Dusty Rhodes tells the story because the guy who played him, Fred Audubon like was really friendly with Cody Rhodes, his uh, his boy, and like Cody was like six or seven at the time, and he saw it live. And He went, Dad, I think that's Uncle Fred. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah, they did a thing the next week where they were like, Oh, you know, let's try and salvage this. So they had a thing. He was like at a canteen eating dinner, like spilling everything, and like they like, oh, all put some mayo on my chips. He squirts himself in the eyes. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I just I, I mess up all the time. Like, get so excited, but. I I love all the fans, especially the young kids. They're all great, and uh, I'm the shock master. Ugh. Oh. Look at them though, owning it. Yes, yeah. I love yeah. that.
1: Why did they decide to go with a glittery stormtrooper hat then?
0: Because you're not breaking copyright if there's glitter on it, honey. So <laughs> oh, there you go. Last one. Last one. that we're going to do. Then we're going to. Uh, we're going to maybe get some We've got some prizes from Slam Crate, bi-monthly curated uh, delicious crate full of delicious wrestling snacks. I believe they're snacks. Um, no, that's <laughs> the other one. OK. We'll be giving the some out for some of those amazing signs we've seen. Uh, maybe we'll have a chat with, uh, with someone special. Uh, but our last gimmick we're going to do, um, I've been getting a lot of flack and hate on Twitter recently because of my obsession with (laughs) eggs. Oh, it's you, is it? Are you the one? Are you the one? I literally, you know, the other day, last week on Friday, I was like, oh, I'm having a great day. I'll do a fun egg tweet. It's fried egg. And I found a cracking gif. And someone said, have you lost your fucking mind, mate? Another, okay, then you're all right, buddy,
1: it's okay. No one is allowed to be annoyed about Kevin being obsessed with eggs because I'm the one who has to wake up every morning to Kevin saying, it's fried egg, it's chewsed egg.
0: It's stewed egg, it's a thing in West some
1: Wednesday. Par- day.
0: All right, they're better than that.
1: Are they though?
0: Saturday, battered egg, but anyway. <laughs> In fairness, though, I cook a mean egg. And we went down to Costco and got duck eggs last week. And I cooked the shit out of those. So as long as there's good eggs in the world, you're not going to stop me. So in 1991 or thereabouts, Egg Mania took over the WWF. There was a giant egg that was just seen on screen. And they go, look at that egg. What's inside that egg? Mm. And Gene Oakland would come out and he'd be like, some people think it might be the Playboy centerfold of the month. What could it be? The rumour at the time was that there was going to be an egg-based wrestler called the Eggman. (laughs) And that was going to be for Mark Calloway, a.k.a. The Undertaker, who they had just signed. They thought, let's get this kid over eggs. So, when you think about that, you said at the start, like, zombie biker cowboy seems so much more ridiculous than, this lad loves his eggs.
1: Yeah, <laughs> egg is a normal gimmick compared to zombie biker mortician, whatever the fuck yeah. it is. Yeah, <laughs>
0: protein, glossy coat, tastes good, puns, I don't see what the problem was. So, all over the, uh, leading up to the Survivor Series, which takes place in Thanksgiving, they were alluding what's going to be the egg. And the egg was revealed to contain our next and final silly gimmick. Ladies and gentlemen, go wild and cluck your brains out for the gobbledygooker! gooker. Yeah. Yeah. Now, don't let the fact that this lad over here is betraying the reaction of the room. Um, he looked, he's well into it. When the XC came out, it went, Bruh. They booed this egg and the gobbledygooker came out and he did a little bit of a dance. Have we got a picture of him doing his little dance? Little gobbledygooker dance? There he is. That's Hector Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero's legendary brother. Wow. And that's what he did at WWF. Yeah. <laughs> he didn't really do much other than dance around and go...
1: <laughs> I mean, you, there's not much else you can do other than have an angle where he's, like, cooked at Thanksgiving. <laughs>
0: <laughs> the best thing about it was that that when it happened, Rowdy Roddy Piper was on commentary. He really tried his just to really put it over. He's like, wow, everyone loves it. Everyone loves it. Shut up, everyone loves it. They're loving it. They're loving it. And like you hear him go, boo. And then he gets into the ring, and he does a dance with Mean Gene Oakland. Some people start going, yeah, all right, okay. (laughs) And then (laughs) Roddy then just goes, you know, They didn't like it as much at the start, (laughs) but now they see what a showman he is. They love the gobbledygooker. So that is our list of silly gimmicks. to thank everyone who sent me in all those fabulous links and all those videos and suggestions. I think we could very easily do a Silly Gimmicks volume two down the road. I think we mm. barely scratched the surface there, which is good because we all love chicken skin, as I've always said. Um, our next episode, I can announce here, and if you want to start tweeting away, we're going to be again looking at another kind of Part of wrestling as opposed to a specific wrestler. Our next episode is going to be how to commentary. So we're we'll going to be learning all about commentary. And at this moment in time, Joe, I think we can have a short moment of silence for the end of John Bradshaw Layfield's commentary career. <laughs> <coughs> right, that's enough about that, fucker. Uh, last thing I want to do, we've got five minutes left. He's here and he's a huge part of how to wrestling. I think one of the most important parts of how to wrestling. And he never gets enough credit in my view or Joe's view because he's not really on Twitter that much. How to Wrestling, what makes it for for me and always gets me in the mood for it is stuff like this, the logo, and most importantly, the artwork. We have our illustrator, Dan here. Dan, come over here. Let's say hi to Dan. Come on over, Dan. Come on
1: over,
0: Dan. Let's all say together, thank you, Dan, Okay, One, two, three. Thank, Thank you, Dan. And um, you're, you're, you're working you're so fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, we could do Alan Partridge's chance afterwards. Dan! 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 Dan!
2: Dan! Dan!
0: Uh, <laughs> um, I just want to say thanks, then, because um, you've done the type of artwork that's so personal to our brand that no one's managed to steal it yet and put it on a T-shirt or something <laughs> like that. But also, as well, like um, you know, wrestlers have reached out and said, like, that they love, it. like, Scott Hall loved your picture, for instance, that you did Scott Hall. Um, so we asked one or two questions. What was your favourite picture to draw? Do you think that we've done?
3: Uh, definitely my favorite to draw was probably gonna be Kane. Ooh. Personal favourite. Uh, yeah. that's, that's just reliving my childhood right there. Because uh, Kane def-
1: was your favorite wrestler growing up, wasn't he?
3: Oh yeah, when I was like a uh, sort of like a troubled 12-year-old, you know how it is. <laughs> Shut up, Mom. I hate you, my favorite wrestler's Kane.
1: Because uh, little known facts about Dan, he doesn't watch much wrestling at all. He knows even less than I do. So it's extra impressive that he manages to get the likeness down so much for each wrestler. Weekend. And yeah,
0: it's always like really difficult because it's like a juggling act between me not wanting to spoil stuff for the episode for Joe. Mm. And then also, you know, wanting to include Joe because Joe has a way better eye for detail than I am. Because I'm like, oh yeah, that's cool, fine, whatever. So like, it's always like a weird thing to, to come together, but it always like works so well. Thank What's you. been the hardest one for you to draw, do you think?
3: Yeah, definitely Goldberg. Uh, oh, I God. think that's just because of the existence of Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh,
1: he is like a lumpy Steve Austin, isn't he, Goldberg? Well,
3: like, here's the thing I tried to uh, get the difference between them by having them literally like, on the same monitor side by <laughs> side, and I was just like, Oh, God, how am I going to do this? They're the same guy. (laughs) Um, Dan, you do
0: some illustration stuff. If people ever want to get in touch, reach out to you, hire you, anything like that, how would they best get in touch with you?
3: Okay, well, uh, I guess uh, talk to me on Twitter. I do check the notifications and stuff, so I know when people do talk to me, I just Uh, and other than that, there's, I've got my Instagram, which is deadfarts at deadfarts. So I don't know how that works. Yeah, you Dead Your deadfarts on Twitter and if
1: you Instagram. You Google
3: deadfarts, you'll find me because yep. there ain't that many people like that.
0: I <laughs> know. Oh, I think it's amazing now that we've like we've done thirty something episodes now. So now like, we literally have this gallery of all this incredible artwork. So you've got like an amazing body of work, and I think that you know, let's give one more round of applause for Dan. So,
3: oh, you're really nice.
0: Thank you. That's going to do it for our live show. Thank you very much for coming along. It's been an absolute blast. Uh, it's a goodbye from me, Kevin. And a goodbye from me, Joe. And we'll see you next time for High Two Commentary. Thanks for coming to the live show. And we'll see you later. See you later. See you. <laughs>